What's up, y'all? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor, and as you guys know, Forte Catholic is a production of Forte Catholic, the nonprofit Catholic organization. Uh, if you enjoy the show and want to support Catholic media, I would ask that you shoot some of your tithing dollars over to Forte Catholic just as a thank you for the show. You want to see the show continue. You want to see all the other great Catholic media that we are working with continue. You can do that over at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Monthly gifts are really helpful for us. That is how we continue to do everything. If you can do a one-time gift, that would be super helpful as well. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thank you guys so much for all your support of the show. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Eugene Harrison. Olivia, hello. Hello, Taylor. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, you're lying very well. <laughs> I'm a professional, Taylor. This is what you pay me the big bucks for, to lie on cue. You 100% pay me to be on this show, <laughs> but you are a professional. I'll, get, I'll give you half of that. You get a 50 on the quiz Whoa. that you just gave yourself. I and now we're done. That's the end of this episode. That was the nicest thing you've ever said. Oh, in I was my about life. to say, are you done because you're mad or because you're happy? And I thought it was because you were happy. Yeah, Taylor gave me a 50. Ever said. I've I've arrived. Don't talk any further. Let's just shut it down. Thanks for coming, everybody. Shortest four day Catholic ever. I'll be back next week. Say it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll get to why you're being very professional right now. But to do that, we have to go back a few weeks because. Okay. I don't know if people have heard there was a pandemic for a while. And Olivia, we've we've talked about it before that because you're a sickly human being, you wouldn't you wouldn't let me see you for a year and a half. Now, I think that was just very convenient that you just became sickly all of a sudden. All but, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. You were so healthy before before the pandemic. But right. we've talked about it before over the last you know, like you, you come on once a month and we just kind of get an update. And, sure. you know, the, the people are getting vaccinated and the worlds are starting to open up and you you got your vaccine and you're like, you know, right after you got your Me second vaccine, you're, you're like, we I'm going next to, to each other. Uh, yeah. Drive across the across the entire world. So but importantly for us, you and I, we, we yeah. had seen each other one time during the pandemic, twice during the pandemic. I came to your house once to help build the studio that you're sitting in. And then okay. once I just showed up at your house one day, I don't know. You got to tour it. Yeah. You were like the first person to actually see this new house. Yeah, that's right. I'm I forgot about that. Very special. Well, good. I'm glad I, I gave you are special. Impression. Yeah, been a long year, Taylor. That was <laughs> twice over a year and a half. You're and right. And then in the last month, we have seen each other in person twice in the last month. I feel like we're neighbors, and I'm like I see you all the time now, and yeah, it's been really cool. I have gotten to see you a lot. God, I didn't realize that that we've seen each other twice, which is the same amount in eighteen or whatever, however long. Yeah, probably eighteen months. Well, that's the difference Jeez. between you and I coming into the recording of this show. I think about things, and in, I'm introspective, and I plan things, and you just show up, and I tell you things about your life. Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I'm the eye candy and you are the genius. We should write that down. I just ate a lot of candy. <laughs> you guys have not eye candy. That was a joke for everybody. <laughs> that, no, that, that kind of brings us into uh, into kind of how I, I, I wanted to start and how you are being very professional today. Because 
if I don't know if people noticed, but you weren't on the show last month. Like, you know, usually you're it's every I don't four know if episodes. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad everyone cares deeply about this show that we all <laughs> toil for. But you weren't on the show last month because you no, had a very big surgery. Uh, that, that is not the end, but we're we're no. you know just kind of how we're at like light of the end of the tunnel for COVID. Like you're at light of the end of the nice. end of the tunnel for like your your weight journey that we've talked about before on the yeah. show. Look at you. That's a really great analogy. Again, I think about these things before we I record. I mean, you were coming in clutch today, Taylor Stroll. <laughs> Thank you. But you you had this surgery to to I did. Not, that didn't end. You know, it's not not the last thing, but. You look tremendous. Like I saw you at, uh, I saw you right before the surgery. Four days before. Yeah. Four days before the surgery. You were like, literally y'all were the last human beings I saw. Good. Yeah. And, and we, we gathered together at our good friend Allison Sullivan's house for a worship event with, with uh, where I got to lead worship with Amanda Vernon. And it was then awesome. it, it wasn't four days, but it felt like four days after the surgery. <laughs> I, we met at Allison Sullivan's house where I did a worship event with Danielle Newton, right? So That's right. Uh, it, it was That's good right. to see you in person. And yeah. you look, you look so great. Like obviously, you've been doing a ton of work. You've we've talked before. You've done so sure. much work to to lose yeah. all this weight. And then this was like you needed some help for this last little part because you had lost some weight. Sure. You look great, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It was like I mean, like, and that's what was so cool because we did, obviously did not plan that we were going to see you and I did not, which is kind of funny. We did not even think to make Allison Sullivan start having backyard concerts in her house. But now that Taylor and I see this, we like keep dropping hints to her, like, so this should be an everyday thing, Allison. Right. This should be a <laughs> weekly thing. But it just so happened to work out that yeah, I saw you and Allison, and I'm trying to think. I don't know there were probably a couple other people right before this major surgery, seven hour surgery, longest surgery. I've ever had in my life, even though it's the 12th surgery I've had in my life. And it was extensive. And, uh, and then I saw you right after two, I was two weeks, four days out of this major surgery. And so to see your reaction and to see, you know, Allison's reaction and her husband, Seth and other people, they were, you know, it was crazy because everybody was like, oh my gosh, well, First of all, to be out of an about two and a half weeks out of surgery is a big deal. The fact that I'm here right now, three weeks out, uh, but my husband drove me. I did not drive alone. Uh, and we had a lovely evening and it was really fantastic. And the surgery worked like amazing, even though I'm still like recovering majorly. It, it really was night and day from when I saw you, you know, the first time with right. Amanda and then with Danielle. So it's been kind of, I mean, that was kind of fun. And the second time... I saw you. I just saw you last week. I hugged you. I wouldn't let you the first time, Taylor. Well, well, you wouldn't let me hug you the first time, but then you hugged. I saw you hug someone else. So I snuck, <laughs> I snuck, uh, not from behind you. If I stuck from, uh, from the side of you, you were talking to somebody and I gave you one of the church approved side hugs. You and did. Then you it looked was very over virtuous. and realized it was me. And you were like, okay, fine. If we're already here. <laughs> That's true at this point. Because <laughs> you I were just, just like, really Taylor, you have careful. to stay 87 feet away from me and you have to wear 48 masks. And, and then you hug somebody without a mask on. I'm like, well, if you can hug him. <laughs> okay. In all fairness, we're talking about Allison Sullivan's husband, who it was fully vaccinated. And he's a doctor. And he was like, get in here, Liv. And he like hugged me all night long. He was my first hug in forever. And I was like, but I have this major surgery coming. He's like, I'm a doctor. 
You're not getting get coronavirus. And then Taylor was like, well, then I'm going to come hug. And well, just, uh, he's he's an infectious disease doctor. If anybody has disease on him, it's him. It's <laughs> Seth. He's the worst. <laughs> so I didn't get coronavirus. I got something else probably. Right. <laughs> so yeah. And then, but yeah, as soon as this was over and I just saw you this week, I guess, was that this week? I think it's it was last, yeah, that I saw week, you. Yeah. Week. Like it was just days ago. I saw you, Taylor. And I was like all up into the hugging. So now that I'm not waiting for surgery um yeah but everybody's afraid to touch me now because of the surgery everyone's like uh i don't know like what do i do but it was a very successful surgery and i'm still in major recovery but hey i can sit on the couch and smile and you probably won't hear from me for five more days because right. this will wear me out and that, like that's that's the professional part is like if we're be like i told you when i saw you last week i thought there was zero chance you were going to be on the show for like the next couple months and like Taylor, you, you were like, no, I'm coming back. Like you only missed one episode. And that, it Thank was like you. the day you were getting surgery. I recorded <laughs> You missed that one. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you just so. So I'm glad you're here. And Thank here's you. here's where I want to go uh, to kind of kick off our show. And I think it kind of comes from like you just got, you know, you said you've had 12 surgeries. And this, this last one was a really big deal. You've had a lot of money. Like, yeah. pour, like put in, like pour it into your body. Like not physically. They didn't cut you up and put cash in. But well, like, <laughs> like you, you have paid a lot of money to take and care of. And by that, we mean my husband. Right, exactly. That's why his next wife is going to be hot and blonde. <laughs> I'm going to find him a really hot wife that well, no, needs here's, no here, medical. <laughs> here's the thing that you don't realize, Liv. And again, yeah. I have prepared for this show. You haven't. Okay. I he nothing. doesn't have to because he's paid all this money to just make <laughs> you into the bride that he wants you to look like. <laughs> Is that what this has been? <laughs> he married the chubby girl and just waited. He's like the Taliban. He's like, I had, I just like waited it out 20 years. It's a good person. <laughs> and this last surgery was completely out of pocket. 100%. So he literally is the same. The next thing will also be out of pocket. So he's a good man. Yes. <laughs> so there's, there's been a lot of money. put A lot of money your- to get me healthy. Healing. Yeah, I could tell the story, too. You don't have to keep jumping in every other word. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen people in a while, Taylor. <laughs> oh, I, you're being too professional. You're hosting the show. Let me do it. Got it. Okay, Again, I'm back. you haven't prepared. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry, everybody. I was literally <laughs> okay, <laughs> in so bed five minutes ago. Let me, let me restart this segment for the fourth time. A lot of money has been put in towards your, your healing journey, right? So... Knowing all that and knowing your, like your husband's a financial planner, like there's, there's money, everybody's worth an amount of money, right? You know, like how much is Bill Gates worth? And it's like, you know, they do their net worth and it's in the billions, you know, like how much is Taylor Stroll worth? You know, $48, you know, like, so <laughs> like how much there's been money put into your body. There's been money put into like your schooling. So like all the, all the, all the years that you were in school, even those like month and a half, you were in grad school before you dropped out. Like there's been a lot of money put in. You, you have earning potential. How much is Liv Harrison's life worth? You mean like, as in worth, as in like what baby Jesus would float down in a cloud and say my life was worth? Or do you mean like, what have I cost my husband worth? That one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Financially, how much, is, how much is Liv Harrison's life? Oh my gosh. Taylor, that's why he married me, not to do math. Like, <laughs> I married him to do all the math things. And I'm a trophy wife. And I'm really trying to be one now. That's why I just had this major surgery where they, like, remove things that made me not look like a trophy wife. <laughs> we're going to just keep doing that for the next three surgeries. We're going to just keep chopping it all off <laughs> till I look like one. It's like I'm, a like, a nice sculpture. And they're, like, trying to carve me out. Well, I that's hope your arm on. doesn't melt off in the next <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's 
I mean, listen, it's in the multi thousands. I mean, multi, I know how much this last surgery was and he paid out of pocket for this one. Not every surgery I've had and every whatever, but I was on a lot of meds, having a baby. Your wife had babies for you. You had to pay for that. I mean, are we I talking did. all and, of it? And the, one where, the one where I delivered the baby on the side of the road is the one that cost the most. Explain that to me, health scare Is that system. true? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Crazy. That cost okay, you the most? We can't get into all this. Okay, the point sorry. Is, I don't know. Make up a number. Your guess is probably way better than mine. Uh, I don't know. They say that they say that like raising a child costs a million dollars and you've been a child for 40 years. So oh, he totally has three kids. Yeah. No, five, five I mean, million dollars. Two. So, but here's the thing is <laughs> I'm a Kardashian basically in our, in our marriage. <laughs> here's where I've been kind of thinking about this because we both grew up in Catholic land and Christian land. Right. Yeah. And in that world, like they're always like, you know, especially in youth group, it's like, you know, so cheesy. Your life is worth everything like you, you are you are You're precious priceless. you are so dis, you know the, the, beloved by the father which means that your life is worth everything you're a princess of god it's just like a, a lot of those things are true but there's also this like you're you're not you're not worth you're not worth all the money in the world right so i was listening to a podcast that got me thinking about this and it was talking about like two different things, right? So it was uh, a lot of times it was within the medical world and within war, right? So it, <laughs> it yes, two, I guess one leads to the other, just vice versa. I have served our country well. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> right. But they were talking about war and they were talking about like strategy and war. Yeah. And like essentially how much does bomb, like bombing an area, how much does it cost relative to the amount of people, you know, like bad guys that this is going to take out? Right. So if you take the price of of the amount of bombs, divide that by how many people it's going to kill, then you're putting a financial amount on a human life. Right. Oh, Does that my make sense? gosh. Yeah. How did anyone even do you have the number? I, I mean, I don't have I didn't write they, down the numbers. I was driving was. in my car listening to this. Oh, damn but it. that would have been interesting were, to know. Like, you know, people like people at war, if you're trying to win a war, you're trying to be efficient. You're trying to utilize resources well. And so they were like canceling some bombings because it was costing too much per person. And they were starting to do different types of bombings so that they could use the resources better. Now, I know that's like that involves like killing people. I'm not this isn't a stance on war. This is just reality of things that happen. <laughs> this is fascinating. I've never thought about that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then the yeah. medical on the medical side, it was it, this wasn't the exact their conversation led to me thinking about this, right? So, like, is is Taylor's role worth a, a million dollars, right? Like, you know, not yes. my, not in my bank account, but I, like, okay. if it, if it costs a million dollars to raise me, and I've made however much I've made in my life, and like, if I die, I know I know exactly how much I'm worth if I when I die because of life insurance. Like, there's a, there's an amount that my life and more, <laughs> better said, my death is worth. <laughs> um, <laughs> So if there's an amount that my death is worth and yeah. I, I'm on the I'm on the table. I was thinking about this this a lot with like, you know, DMX, one of my favorite rappers passing away the last few yeah. weeks. And there's a point where it's like where Catholic, you know, even in Catholic teaching, like there's a point where you're allowed to pull the plug. Right. Uh, you can't do like uh, euthanasia. You can't kill somebody. But there's a point where you can pull the plug and let somebody not, you know, because at that point, machines are, 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 machines are keeping them alive and not them. So you can let them go. So like the scenario with me, I don't know what it would be with you, but I know I thought about it for me, right? Where like, just in this scenario, let's say that I'm, I, I, I can be alive for another week, 
but to keep me alive costs $500,000 a day. Or they can pull the plug today and I just pass on. So is every one of my days at that point worth $500,000? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would say if I was coherent, I'd say it's time to go. It's time to go. But what if you were to live like 40 more years, you know, like after past that week? Like, no, no, no. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm on my deathbed. Okay. I'm on my deathbed. All right. Okay. Okay. So like all they can do is uh, prolong my life for, an, for another week, right? So that's what, you know, I, 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 I'd made the math complicated, but I think it's four and a half million dollars. Let's just say it's that. So like four that's and a half million dollars for a week. I think that's what it is. See? Ah. Whatever. Somewhere around there, right? The, the, wow. the, the exact amount isn't the point. But it's like, I'm not going to put my family, and I would hope that, you know, if I was not coherent, that my wife wouldn't put her and the kids in four and a half million dollars of debt so that I could have seven more days. Like, my physical life isn't worth four and a half million dollars. There's only so many GoFundMes we could do for you. <laughs> right. But even then, like, <laughs> yeah, that's not no, a I'm good kidding. use of resources. No, it's not. Right? right. People that's are true. Donate that's fair. And, th- and that, that sort of thing. So it's like, so I, I was just wrestling with this, wrestling with, with the fact that, like, both in war and in healthcare, yeah. I don't know the exact number, but mil- the military and healthcare have a number for how much a normal person's life is worth. Um, so, like, how how can that be true when, when like, you know, Christian land is always saying your life is worth everything, you know, uh, all, you know, all the money in the world, all the love in the world. And I started wrestling with that. Does that make sense? Like, does that, does that yeah. uh, little, uh, where those two things meet was just kind of a weird thing. Any thoughts on that before I give the answer that I planned? <laughs> it's a fascinating concept and I'm feeling pretty guilty right now being the medical side. I'm like, I mean, that, you know, now I want to know. I'm going to ask Nathan, my husband, and see, because he is all nerdy and financially, and those are not words, uh, and see, like, what have I cost this man? I mean, we've been together. We met at 15. We've been married since we were 22, and I have been a very, (laughs) very costly wife. So not even counting the medical things. You know me. I'm ridiculous. So... (laughs) And that's not even counting the, the money that your parents put into your life. Oh, geez. I listen. And I, you know how much life insurance Nathan has gotten for me? Like nothing. I'm not even worth anything dead. So he's gotten the very short end of the deal, except I really hope he gets to be a saint. No, here's here's Nathan's he life has, insurance for you. He, once you die, he just doesn't have to pay for anything he gets anymore. Money. <laughs> It's like selling a house. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to make money on my death. <laughs> I, I just thought about this. Is, That's uh, funny. Like you and, you and my wife kind of made out really well where it's like, you know, you like your parents put money into you and then you yeah. just got transferred over to Nathan. I did. He's put money into you. My parents put money into me and then I just had to put all that money back into my family. Like- <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part about being a boy. I think my, my dad used to make the joke all the time because we're high school sweethearts and we were getting married so young. My father would tell my three brothers all the time, no one let anything happen to Nathan. You keep that kid alive. He wants to take care of your sister. He wants to pay for your sister. He was like, <laughs> don't let nothing happen to him. And uh, I was just doing that for Andy because he said he loves yeah, my everybody accent loved, my dad. The last time you were on it, like almost two months ago now, but everybody loved your They your, love when uh, I do my dad. Your dad's accent. <laughs> so yeah, we had to make sure Nathan, <laughs> nothing happened to him because he wanted to pay for me. Right. <laughs> my parents were thrilled. I wrestled with this for like a day or two. Sure. And I was like, how, how does all this, how does like Jesus saying my life is worth a lot and, and every preacher and every youth minister and like, you know, I've said it in talks because, you know, you say things that you hear and then you repeat them. And I was like, how, do, how does this make sense? And then 
this is all around, like we're still in the Easter season, right? So I've been still yeah. thinking about, you know, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, which, you know, I should be thinking about all year, but it's really prime at this point of year. And then I start, and then, and then it, it kind of clicked for me because I heard in a whole nother thing, like these things are just constantly in my head. And then I heard somebody else talking about business stuff. And they were like, like, how much should, how much should you charge? Like, how much should I charge for audio editing? How much should I charge for speaking? How much should I charge for all this stuff? I was having that conversation. And they were like, something is worth every service, every product, whether it's my speaking or, you know, uh, a fishnet goggles on Amazon. Like, it's worth whatever. I just pictured those. Those are hilarious, by the way. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> that was fishnet funny. goggles. That'd be hilarious. I'm going to make those and have them for next year. No, next next Perfect. episode. Um <laughs> But something is always worth what someone is willing to pay for it. So, like, think eBay, right? So, like, you, you know, you could you could put your microphone up on eBay. Let's you know, let's let's just say it costs four hundred dollars. So you're like, I want to at least, you know, I've used it for almost you know a year. I want to get at least three hundred for it. So you put it up for three hundred. But you know, let's say this is a year ago, and like during COVID, like microphones were there was a shortage of them. So the bidding starts going up to three fifty, three seventy five, four hundred, four twenty five, four fifty. So something that was worth. 400 that you thought was worth 300 was actually worth $525 because that's what somebody was willing to pay for it. Right. So, yeah. and then I was, it finally clicked for me. I was at mass and they were talking about the resurrection and I'm like, this is, this is how it makes sense because Jesus paid everything for our life. So our life is worth everything. But then it's still like, does that, what does that actually mean? Because we already know that the military and the healthcare system, and like even in my own brain, there there is a financial amount that is finite on Taylor Scholl's life. But Jesus didn't die so that I could live seven more days on a hospital bed. He died so that I could live eternally with him, right? So when it, like what my life, my physical body has has a price on it. I don't know what it is, but it has a price on it. But what Jesus paid, he literally paid everything. He paid with his life. He paid with all the suffering. He paid with going, you know, descending into hell for three days and like hanging out. I don't know what he did. Sit my ties while the, you know, while he just flicks yes, demons like away him. with his mind. Like, I don't know what he did, right? I don't but either. he paid everything for, our, for my spiritual life, for your spiritual life, for your eternal being. And so, like, that's. That's why it didn't make sense because we're physical people and we also have a spirit. We have a soul and our physical body has limits, but our, our spirit, he paid everything for that. So if he was willing to pay that, that's what is worth everything within us is, is our spirit and our wow. soul. And so it, yeah. I've just been sitting with that and I was like, oh, I, I was frustrated with that. I couldn't make this make sense. And then it kind of made sense for me and I hope it makes sense for you. You're a genius. Well, thank you. You're profound. No, that was very good, Taylor. And you're right. You're absolutely right. And and uh, and just to take it up a notch, I also struggle with the whole concept where you're like, <laughs> and he would have done it. Taylor, you're really just smart, and all you. these things that you planned were really good. No, but I'm going to take it up a notch. <laughs> no, I was going to say, and the whole fact, you know, as you're going through this thing, and that he would have done it if you were the only human on the planet. That's also hard to like wrap your mind around. Like Jesus would have come down and done all those things just for Taylor Schroll. You know, like would have done on the cross for you. That even makes it even more. It's like, ooh, our brains are so tiny. <laughs> well, now he just died for the pride that I felt when you said that he would die for just me. So <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for the continue this show with a very sickly Liv Harrison. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Did a Catholic believe in evolution and the Genesis creation stories? What does the church teach us about global warming and stewardship of the Earth's natural resources? What about Catholic couples who are experiencing infertility? What options do they have? So many questions, and they can all be answered by my friend Katie Prejean McGrady and her team over at Ave Explores. Their new series is on faith and science, where those two meet. They're going to have deep conversations about how faith and science work together to reveal the truth. You will learn from Catholic scientists and experts from a variety of fields, including bioethics. I don't even know what that means, so I'm going to have to tune in to figure it out. Astronomy, climate science, and more. Head over to the Ave Explores podcast to listen and subscribe today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroer. That is Olivia Newton-John. Olivia, would you say that we're friends? <laughs> Depends. Are we are we talking about in public or in private? Oh. Actually, it's you know Father Anthony and I that have the private life. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> no, privately you're a very different friend to me, and publicly you're a very different friend to me. And in both places, you are a friend. So, yes, you love it when I make things so complicated and I talk longer than I should. So I'm just going to keep talking. But the answer is yes. Yeah, it's, it was literally a yes or no answer. You, you hate it. For 45 seconds. You hate it. You but without even knowing it, you set up for the end of this conversation about friendship. Did I? So I'm really, you're very professional accidentally. So I heard this thing the other day. And again, on a podcast, because all I do is listen to podcasts. <laughs> but they were talking about friendship and in politics. So the first thing that they said was like in, in politics, they're like, if you agree with everything or if you agree with, with if you're a politician, and the politician said, if you agree with eight out of the 12 things that I stand for, vote for me and we'll have a great four years. If you agree with 12 out of the 12 primary things that I'm standing for, go to an insane asylum. Like, you're insane. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> Nobody agrees with anybody like that, right? So, like, you know, I feel like I don't have any home in politics because I agree with, like, you know, six of what one politician says and six of what the other. And I'm like, well, who do I vote for then? But... When it comes to friendship, he was like, it was like the same premise of like, if you have everything in common with somebody, or if you think you do, and, and you're like, I'm, I'm friends with this person because they're exactly like me, go to the insane asylum because, you know, you're crazy. But if there are people in your life where like eight out of the 12 things that they really care about, really passionate for, then you you're going to be really good friends. And I think that's so true. Because I enjoy eight out of every 12 times that we get together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be shocked if you could come up with 12 things about me, Taylor, <laughs> that like could even be considered. Or eight. I mean, but that was funny. I didn't see you going that way. Good for you, my friend. That was funny. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, think, I think you're eight funny. Eight of the 12 times. I think you're That's joyful. Fair. I think you're a good speaker. I think you're a very good friend. You're very generous. Uh, that's five good ones. Uh, you talk too Was much. It? That's one on the bad. That's six. Uh, you, you, you drive but me crazy. we both had that in common. <laughs> you you flip-flop on, on things that, that you say sometimes. But you're, you're so loving. You're, you're very good with, with people. You're good at directing people. That's 12. I agreed with about eight of them. That's why we're <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we have the same list, though? Do you and I have eight together? So are we good friends? Are we friends? Yeah, what yeah. Is the eight I think that we all, have? The all the first one. I think the first five. The ones that sure. you listed were the same. 
Okay, so here, the, this is fascinating. So they didn't actually give you like, and here are the 12 things no, no, that no. friends should have. And if you two have eight out of this list of 12, it's more what the two people, if they have eight things in common out of 12. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't like- it, I want to pre It's not like if we only Taylor. have seven, we can't be friends. Like it's not, it's not a <laughs> science of numbers. It's just like an idea, right? Also, it's probably changed. I mean, think about that, right? Like seasons of people and seasons of time of like friendship of where you're at. There's probably been times that you're like, so I like about three things about you right now, Liv. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, have, we have three in common right now. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying like eight out of 12 times I see you. Because, because I just got out of surgery and you're a kind person. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to be nice to her today. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wait, we have eight. You're right. being nice. <laughs> this is going to last. I have maybe another month about this. So we'll right. see. Everybody, we'll see where we're at in July. How many you and I have in common that you like. Do you there's, want me to give a list about you? There's that. You're just. I'm just waiting for you to be done. <laughs> there's. <laughs> there's one of those opposite four. Just waiting for you to stop yelling. I just wanted to prove your point. <laughs> well, you did it very well, accidentally. And there are times where, like you and I, like privately, like everything that we talk about publicly, where we disagree, like we're being funny about it, and usually it's because we've talked about it seriously privately, right? Like we. And there, <laughs> there have been like times. Uh, like you know, there's only there's only a couple that actually come yeah. to mind where it's just like live like you can't do that like yeah. not just for the sake of like like not even for the sake of like you can't do that if you're gonna be my friend but it's like you can't do that as a human person like yeah, like, yeah. like that's not okay but those things don't make me stop being friends with you right because it was you know yeah. even even in like there was there was like one time and then we talked about it and then it you know like people grow and people change and people improve and you're very good at that like oh, like that's one of the positive things that i didn't list earlier but like if you get feedback i mean uh in anything other than please stop talking so much so that i can have a chance to talk on my show that's the one that's still tricky but everything else like you're really good at taking like like whether it's uh what do they call it constructive criticism or just criticism like you take actual criticism really well because i don't always give it in a constructive manner <laughs> but true. and there are things that i know that i have done to you or said to you that you're like I would never do or say that to another person, and yet we're still friends. Yeah, yeah. No, I still love you to pieces. <laughs> I'm gonna be hard to get rid of. I think that's what you've just kind of come to terms with, <laughs> and you're gonna have to be the one to ditch me because I I love Taylor Schwul to pieces. But no, thank you. I appreciate that. That is something that I do pride myself on. Is here's the deal: if somebody's willing to give you criticism, right, whether it has been constructive or not, but I would like to say. Nine times out of 10, Taylor, when you have had to have these hard conversations with me, you have been very gentle with it. And you have been very kind in the way that you have set up the conversation. And I think in all fairness, I think you bring up a good point. If I just kind of shrugged you off and blew you off and didn't care and then just kept doing and living life the way that I was and just like, meh, whatever. I think at some point you do have to decide, do I want to continue to put my energy into this relationship or not? Yeah. You know, and I think 100%. on on both ends. We both have been on the other side where it's like, no, you know what, this person, and it's about intention, which I think with the Catholic church, so much about the church is about intention. And you know, like I know Liv's heart. I know her, her soul. Same with me about how I feel about you. I know your heart. I know your soul. So it's like, I know you, he's not being malicious. I know well, he didn't wake sometimes up. And, I'm, being malicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm sitting here and I'm trying. <laughs> no, you know, I think at the end of the day, you look at this person and you're like, okay, are they being toxic to be toxic? And that goes back to what you're saying about 
you really do have to be careful, especially the people that line up everything with you. Usually they turn out to actually be a really toxic person. That's actually because a I'm a toxic person. So if they're just like me, they're, they're a scumbag and I shouldn't there you be go. friends with them. <laughs> That's a red flag. <laughs> but yeah, we've grown, you and I. <laughs> well, well uh, I've grown. You've shrunken. <laughs> that goes back to the last <laughs> Nice. Segment. I'm trying. I'm paying someone. <laughs> but the, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring it, this up with you is is that like I think that you and I are are a good example of friends who agree on whatever you know eight out of twelve things, right? That's probably true. But there's also you also brought up like publicly and privately, and I had somebody privately talk to me over this last week, and they're like somebody that like knows me in the public sphere and knows me like just you know off camera, just just me and this person. And they were like, they brought something to my attention. They were like, I'm not sure if this is a problem, but it might be a problem. So I just wanted to get your feedback on it because you have, you deal with me publicly and you deal with me privately. And like you, you said that those are two different people. And, and so I guess bringing this all up is I think that I'm a well integrated person. Like I'm me wherever I am, like publicly or privately, but the experience of me publicly or privately is is different is what is what's being pointed out to me and i and i tend to agree so we have worked together we've been friends off air and we've also worked together like off air right like yeah. we've done events together we've done not like, just for podcasts together like we've done right. all kinds of other work together and so i'm wondering they they were essentially saying like there might be some people that don't hire you to come speak because they think they're getting what they get on the show like where it's just, you know, joking and, and being funny. But, you know, like then I go to an event and like I'm, I, I'm, you know, tr- at least trying to be funny and engaging and then lead people into something real. And then often I'm like singing and leading worship, like leading people into deep prayer, which is not yeah. something I do here because I think leading people into deep prayer on a podcast is real dumb. It's not it's not what the podcast space is for. Right. I agree but, with you. So, like, publicly, a lot of people only know me because of the show. And so, they, you know, like, they're like, how can, how, how could this guy possibly lead me into prayer? Maybe give me something to think about in prayer. Maybe. But usually just kind of have some fun and, and, and the faith stuff. So, like, there's this, there's this Taylor who's, like, the podcast editor who's, like, really serious and businesslike. And then yeah. there's, like, the speaker that's kind of a, a, a mix between let's be silly and then let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. And then there's like the show ah, where it's just nice. You know, just being that was nice. Right? Thank you. Um, so like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think I'm an integrated person? Is there a problem with how I'm living my public life and my private life differently? I, I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Wait, one question. Is this person a real friend or just someone that really kind of knows you just from like what you said from the public sphere really is kind of most, it's not like an in-person like, friend. Is they're it? not. Oh, like, kind of both. Yeah, they're not They've as seen close you in as different you, formats. Okay. Yeah, they're not as close as you and I are, but okay. like on the business front, like they're like okay. a, like a business partner. They're helping me uh, a lot, a lot with for the Catholic stuff. I see. So, like, I would have to say the thing that makes me think about how different you are for me as a friend personally, and I'm going to get to a point of what you want me to get to, but I'm already telling you, give me a second. <laughs> is that personally as a friend, where I see a difference is you are a lot softer and kinder. I know that you don't want me to say this out loud, but as a friend, one-on-one, you're way more caring uh, privately than I think most people will probably be surprised to know, especially because of us on the show and other things that you do on the show. You're much more in that 
vein off camera, off, you know, like when we're doing events where I think you're different also, because I've gotten to now see you lead worship a few times, which I, I hadn't always seen you do that even in a work related sense, kind of our other work related things weren't always you doing. And let's be honest, leading praise and worship and speaking, those are also two different things. Not every praise and worship leader can also speak and not every speaker can lead praise and worship. Not every podcaster can do either. And a lot of people don't understand that, if that makes sense. So I think it's more of something like that. Like think of like being a triple threat. You know how they say like on Broadway, somebody who can sing, dance, and act is a triple threat. That isn't always something that happens. So you know, you see people get pigeonholed like in entertainment, you know, like Haley Joel Osment was like, oh, you're just that little kid actor forever. Okay, how no about this? No idea who that is. <laughs> okay. You, uh, the Sixth Sense, you know, you've seen The Sixth oh, Sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I was like eight. I don't know the actors. No, I've got a better one. I've got, I've got a better one. I, you know, since I've been recovering, I just watched The Queen's Gambit. And I was watching it and I was like, who is that kid? And it was the kid that played Neville in the Harry Potter series. He's in the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. And so, but for a long time, everybody's like, Neville, he's the unattractive fat kid that was in the Harry Potter oh series. Oh my gosh. You, know? you went like, through the Neville transformation. By the end of the Harry Potter movies, Neville is like super hot. hot. So and he, like, congratulations, defeats. you're Neville. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think Taylor, I think that's easy for people in the entertainment industry. And let's be honest. What you and I do is a form of entertainment, especially the podcast. And if people only know you there, they don't know that you can transfer and have other things. Because again, let's be honest, not everybody can do all the things. And I am here to say, and I'm not just being nice, and it's not because I'm on meds recovering from surgery. Although it might be that last one. <laughs> Although it might be that last one. But Taylor really is talented in all three of those things. And that is rare. He is a great podcaster. And, and fourth, you are the best editor in podcasting I know. And I, that's the truth. You are really, prof I have to say, that's where I'm the most surprised about how, you. How many editors do you know? <laughs> I know a few. <laughs> I... But okay, I am really shocked at how serious you take that. I got to be real. I am blown away by how serious you, you are like legit, like military serious about editing someone's stuff. And I didn't, I don't know. I mean, you really are. You're the, in my opinion, the best in the biz. You're worth every penny. So, and you, you know, try to give you more pennies. But anyway, so you really are good at all those things, but that would be hard if somebody just knew you from one thing and they didn't think outside that box, because I don't know a lot of people that can do all those things. They're just usually good at one thing or maybe two. But yeah, I mean, I don't blame them, but I'm here to give you an endorsement. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome. And, and, and that comes I mean, to everybody you're from saying, Everything Cody. you're saying is so, is so kind. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Cody. Uh, but <laughs> No, I mean that. That's true. I would not say it if it wasn't true. I just wouldn't say anything. But that's the truth. That's how I really well, feel about you. We've you're very never talented seen all you not things. say anything, so I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank you, Cody. You should have been yeah. here the last three weeks. Uh, Out so, like a light. So, I mean, what you're saying is kind, and it's kind of like how I, I've seen it, too, right? It's like, uh, like when it comes to ministry, like, I have built everything that I've done in ministry, yet yeah, with all the caveats, yes, God did all this stuff. Like, I, I get that. But, like, this is my job. Like, this is what I you do. You love right? God. Um, but, like, I've built it kind of around the, like, the Paul thing. Like, I've become all things to all people. So it's like when I come on the podcast, what are people coming for? Like comedy, entertainment, and then maybe a spiritual insight, a, li a little nugget, if you will. When people come to a conference, like what do I bring to speaking that 
a lot of people don't. A lot of speakers are just really boring. And it's just yeah. like, or, or it's like Dry. all serious, right? Where it's like, I want you, my goal is to have two things. I want you to enjoy being at a Catholic event and then also grow closer in your faith. And usually that's the two halves of the talk, right? And when it comes to worship, like I want you to pray. Like I, I really do. When it comes to editing, I, I need to fix all the mistakes that you made because boy, you make a ton. And like I, I like my whole goal there is to like what I tell everybody, I can make you sound smarter than you actually are. So it, it comes on that like I can I, I can do different things, right? Like we all yeah. do this. It's like I can yeah. have a conversation with you that's gonna be I, I'm good at having conversations with my friends. I think everybody's you good are. at having conversations with friends. But I can also have a conversation with a, a tenth grader who's struggling at, at track practice. It's like those are different conversations. And it's like they are. We should be able to 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 adapt to these to these situations. Um, so it's, it was just weird for something that I thought was a gift to, to, I think also, I don't think he was wrong. I think truthfully I'm perceived as this personality that you're putting out on the podcast. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so essentially what he said is to, uh, to stop being self-deprecating and just telling everyone how awesome I am. So this is me <laughs> saying I'm brilliant. I'm the best there's ever been. I'm the best. Podcast. I'm the best speaker. I'm the best editor. I'm the best everything. Wait, I want to get hired too. <laughs> hey, but this is where you and I are if similar. You want I gotta be honest. Twelfths of me, hire live. <laughs> hire live. I feel, but what we said, we were like gender versions of each other, and right. it's similar. Where like a lot of people think things about me because they know me in one aspect, and then when they give me a chance at something else, they're like, "Oh, that was shocking," and I'm like, "Yeah, stick around." You know, there's <laughs> certain things I can do. Right. <laughs> so, but it's true. You really are good at those things, and uh, yes, everybody, he has children. So. Hi him <laughs> yeah please it was it was just really interesting like and and like i don't know what the answer is right because there's still this well, kind of there's still this like what what's the rub right Where it's i don't like, think that's gonna go away though i that's what, that's my point is that that's gonna be that's a prejudice right it's a prejudgment and the thing is, is you and I have been in ministry a long time. How many times have you and I sat somewhere at an event with an incredible speaker that we couldn't wait to see because they've written a million books that we've all bought. You know, some of us have read them, some of us haven't. And they come on stage to speak and you wouldn't take your eyeballs out with a fork because they can't speak. Like they're a great author, but they're not a great speaker. It is so boring. You want to just like, you're like, why did I wait? I was so excited. You, do you have one in mind? Because oh, God, we became uh, one, friends over one, one of those talks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we did. And listen, one, there's a list. And every day I'm like, how is that guy still up? You know, like the big, you know, huge names. Right. And then there's you and me. And we do, we are very similar in our technique. I would say you're like the boy, girl, me is like, we use our humor when we speak the and then we can get to places <laughs> <laughs> and then we can lead, but that's because we did youth, we do youth ministry. You can't go at teens starting at this level. You have to start down here at like Marvel and star Wars, which is why you and I get along so well. And then you can get to Jesus. <laughs> so right. I say youth ministry always was the best training I ever had as a speaker because it taught you how to speak to people. And guess what? Adults aren't very different than teens. They want to be entertained and then you can slip in some knowledge, you know? So not everybody does that. And anyway, so I'm with you. I think it's just, that's a prejudice that you're going to have to overcome. And Taylor, those of us that love you and know you, we know what you can do. So All right. Go. So I guess we're ending Fellow this Taylor. with, I've just, it's just always been so weird because of like 
my like I really used to struggle with pride. So talking positively about myself is always difficult. Even even now, like I still struggle with pride, but like but not to the extent that I used to. But it's just yeah. like talking positively about myself is weird. And th- and like what he was saying is like that's coming off as like unprofessional. When like I don't know, like I've made a professional choice to come off as unprofessional on the show. <laughs> but I've also made the professional choice to be very professional in other in things. Pers- so I don't know. You're intentional. You it's- know what you're doing. This is not just an accident the way that you are. Yes. I will validate that. You are very intentional in the way that you are in the show and the way that, and, and understanding each medium, like, you know, a, a painting and a sculpture are different. They're both art. You know, but they're not the same. And that's the same with what we do. It is different on the stage with a live audience. It's different with a podcast. It's different with the guitar that you're leading worship than when you're talking to a friend one-on-one. Like, those are all very different scenarios or when you're, you know, at a track meet. So you're very good at that. You understand. And it's not just, it's beyond compartmentalizing. You, that's an understanding of the job and the jobs that you've been hired for. Let me say this. You would not continue to get jobs in any of those sectors if you could not do it, it would only last so long unless you really are one of these people that have thousands of books and you keep getting hired to come speak. <laughs> those people, they keep continuing, but you know, they're famous now. Well, I'm going to do what those people do and just say, hello, everyone. I'm not a dummy. I'm not a court jester. I'm amazing at everything I touch and I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. If you are a single Catholic and not on Catholic match yet, then I don't know what's going on. I love my marriage. I love my kids. And this can be a hard time to find that. I got, I'm just lucky. I found it 10 years ago and I tricked the woman into marrying me. But it can be hard to find people now with the pandemic and things being closed down and all the normal places you meet people like, you know, bars and churches and uh, the Quidditch pitch. All these places are closed because of coronavirus. So if you want to find someone who is Catholic where you can find a lovely marriage, or just, you know, have a fun date. Whatever. Go to catholicmatch.com slash forte to sign up today for free. You lose nothing. And it could be good for you. So take one step closer to finding that Catholic love story that God wants for you at catholicmatch.com slash forte. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is still Olivia Newton-John. Olivia. Yes. Uh, we we talked about me a lot in the last segment, and that felt uncomfortable. So we're just going to talk about me again in this segment. Is that okay? <laughs> so that's new and different. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, sure. it's so totally different than what we normally talk about. We're going back to the old ways and just talking about how much Taylor's bad at things. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> going back to the to the old ways. Uh, I don't need a prep for this at all. <laughs> I did the opposite of what we talked about you doing. We talked about you. You know, you you take in criticism and you just change it. I take in criticism and I'm like, that person's wrong. I'm going back to the way I did stuff. Folded arms. <laughs> I'm doubling down. Okay, so <laughs> anybody that listens to the show regularly, first of all, thank you and God bless you. <laughs> so Second, Taylor's mom, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, uh, you know that like spiritual life has been difficult in COVID. And, yes. And if you've listened the last few weeks, you know that there's been a couple of good positive breakthroughs. Like Holy Week was really good. Easter week was really good. Uh, Triduum's been really good for me. Uh, Father Anthony and I talked about it last week. It's just happy. Like, we're happy in our spiritual lives for the first time in a while. And it was still this, like, I still kind of felt like I was, like, white-knuckling it a little bit. Like, white-knuckling my spiritual life. Like, I'm I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, like, I as long as I can keep doing this, it's going to be okay. 
Um, <laughs> and then I, I started reading this new book and like regular listeners know that I don't read books. Like I do audible, like people read books. I was going to say, do you actually mean, are we talking about like to your children? Like, <laughs> no, I don't read to them. That's like, <laughs> but no, like, so an, actual like an actual physical book. book. Oh, if you have a book. If you're watching those... on YouTube, you see, wow. you see this book. Uh, it's, it's ve- very lovely. It's in black leather. And on the front, nice. it says Nuke, Nuke Chepi, N-U-C, N-U-N-C is one word, and then okay. C-O-E-P-I. Um, and I'm going to get into what that means if you don't know what it means here in just we a second. We all know I don't know what that means. I, I know you don't, and uh, eight-twelfths of our listeners don't either. So <laughs> uh, I was reading this book, and like, so it's, it's put out by Blessed Is She, who, you know, so like, you know who Blessed Is She is. Yeah. Right? Uh, of course I do. What, if Love you could them. say one sentence about them, which I know you'll do eight, but if you could say one sentence about them explaining who Blessed She is, what would you say? They are a predominantly, as far as I know, female ministry that really like circles up and surrounds building communities of Catholic women around the country and creating like an online community for women and in-person communities. They're really amazing with, with products and with opportunities, things like that. They have a slew of things they do. I can't do it in one sentence, but it's female related. Blessed is she. That would be the she part. Exactly eight sentences I was counting. Um, (laughs) uh, That was hard. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Beth. (laughs) They're great. So those are like the leaders of Blessed is she. They're fantastic. I've had had a couple of them on the show. I've been at booths next to them. We've talked about them on the show before. Um, They're lovely. But one of of their people messaged me on Instagram the other day. They're like, hey, we have a new book out. Like, can we send you a copy so you can promote it? And I'm like, I mean... For my wife? Sure, like, I mean, sure. Like, I, like, more than half of this audience is female. Hello, yeah. females. How are you? Like, more than... So, like, Sarah. If, if there's something for female... Like, sure. Like, send it to me. If I like it, I'll, I'll, I'll promote it. And so they sent it to me. And I was like, what, like why, why, why me? Like, why... They asked me and another dude, Edmund Mitchell. They're like, hey... and I know him. Yeah. And he's, he's great. So, and they're like, why are you... Like, cool. But, like, why are you asking us? Like, why aren't you asking, like the female influencers instead of these two dudes that aren't influencers. Like, why are you asking us to do this? And they were like, well, this is our first thing. That's like, it's not just for dudes, but it's for humans. Like it's for people. Oh. Like it's for everybody. So like this, this one, uh, a, a married couple, the wife works with less is she, and she's okay. married to a man. And they wrote <laughs> this, this book together. Can you and, say their names? Uh, Nuke and Cheppy is their names. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not their names. Uh, yes, I do love Nuke. She's fantastic. Nuke, yeah. I'm more of a Cheppy fan myself. Are you? The well, O'Leary's. He is good looking. The O'Leary's. Um, O'Leary's. Oh, right Nell. Yes. Yes, that's my friend Nell. Yes. Oh, She's their I, editor for Blessed Is She. And her and her husband have a podcast together. She's fantastic. Okay. Well, I'm trying to promote their book. Leave me alone. Oh, good. Okay. Go <laughs> so, ahead. I'll let you. You're doing a great job. Oh, well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's so, so essentially it's just a, a, like a, you, you pray every day, you know, pray every day. It's just like guided meditations. It's like it's kind of cool. like uh, what, what was that like uh, Jesus is calling book. Jesus calling, yeah, like yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, calling. yeah. Like yeah. I, I did, you know, everybody did that like six, seven years ago. Where it's like it was wh- way popular. Uh, what one page, you know, right? Ma- you could spend two minutes Short. with it. You could spend ten, whatever. But that's essentially what this is, but Catholic with Catholic prayers and Catholic saints and all and all and going through the readings, going through the Catholic spiritual life. Like it's really, really, really cool. I like it a lot, and I'm gonna keep it on my bedstand. Like I don't read books to like I don't like physical books to read, 
Yeah. But like, if it's just a day, like a page a day thing that I can keep on my nightstand, I really like it. But you don't mind it, and you don't feel like it was too feminine or anything like that. You like no. you don't feel like a weird guy looking at this book. Well, and I it's not like, too overly I do masculine. feel like a weird guy looking at the book, but that has nothing to do with the book. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's not too masculine either. Like you really, I mean, like tell me your honest opinion. You really think it's a either? It's I, I, for I think male or female? I, I've only read, there's a couple, like, I'm not saying like I've only read a page. Like there's a, there's a couple of yeah. introductions. There's like, this is, this is what uh, the flow of the book. This is the background of Catholic spiritual life, the purpose okay. of the book. Like I've read all of that. And it was, sup- I was reading this and I, I, I read something that completely opened my eyes to something I've been doing wrong in the spiritual life for five years. Like, the last time I felt consistently close to God yeah. was seven years ago. Now, over the last seven years, I've had many great encounters with God, good days, good weeks, good months. But like consistently over the last seven years, it's been on and off, right? Okay. And I think it's, it's I'll, I'll read the quote and then I'll tell you why. So, okay. Um, it's, it's, this is all talking about like the background of Catholic spiritual, the Catholic spiritual life. It says, seek Christ, not a level of prayer. And ever Ooh. since I got in ministry, everything in ministry, if you work for the churches, everything from your ministry flows from your prayer. And you have to have a good spiritual life to do good ministry. You have to have a good prayer life in order to uh, you know, have a sustainable ministry and to impact people and for, the, for God to work through you. So I, for seven years, I have been seeking a spiritual life and not Christ. Wow. I've been seeking, you know, all these expectations from places that churches I've worked, ex- organizations that I've worked, every, all my peers in ministry saying, you have to pray 30 minutes a day. You have to do an adoration hour once, once a day. You have to go, go to mass. You got to go, go to daily mass. You got to do all these, all these things. And I've been seeking all these things. And Christ is there, right? Like I get to Christ by doing those things. But the primary thing isn't, Taylor, don't seek a spiritual life or some expectation checklist. that people have put on you. You've been seeking a seek, checklist. Seek Jesus. Wow. And it was just like, yeah, I've been doing this wrong for so <laughs> long. Yeah. And it was so eye-opening, but also freeing. Like, obviously, like this is all me, but it's also like just kind of like the culture of ministry right now. Totally. Where I haven't heard anybody say this in seven years. Seek Christ, not 30 minutes in prayer. I've heard everybody say you need to be praying 30 minutes a day. So it was just, it was just revolutionary for me. Wow. So um, even just on that, I, I recommend this Nuke Chappie book from Blessed Is She. You could buy it Way to go. be cool like no. me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Look You're at fantastic. Blessed Is She. Bless- now it's Blessed Is They. Blessed, <laughs> well, no, that's the whole gender thing. We're not getting I know, that. it's trying to be funny. <laughs> don't change the pronouns, Blessed Is She. <laughs> um. But I, I, I don't know. I just no, thought that was really, really cool. good. I think we need to be seeking Jesus instead of, you know, other people's expectations or even like our own expectations. Like seek Jesus and, and, and the rest. The and rest that seems so come. simple, Taylor. You know, like that seems like set, but which how Jesus is that, right? Like, I mean, he was a pretty simple guy when it comes down to all the things. He's like, so like, just love everybody. Like, guys, like this isn't that hard. <laughs> he right. like really tries to boil it down. And that makes a lot of sense that that's such a simple answer. We've made it so complicated. To have, I'll be interested to hear how you're doing in a couple of weeks. I don't know, months. Let us know how, if that, you know, if you're back to where you were seven years ago. I sure hope so. So <laughs> to close, I said I said I would explain what what the book means. So Nuke Chepi means now I begin. 
and there's this Ooh. prayer, and I already said earlier that I don't read whole prayers on the show, but at the ending is just, now I begin a new, we begin a new Nuke Chepi. So it's this idea. I have, I have a, I have a uh, hoodie that says Nuke Chepi on it, and I love it. It's just this idea of every single day, no matter if you missed prayer for a week before, if you, miss, if you sinned a ton yesterday, it's just Nuke Chepi. Now I begin, I'm beginning again in the spiritual life. So that's what I'm doing. That's my encouragement for the day. I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Olivia. Eugene Harris. Harris. I love you. I love me. Uh, Thank you you all for listening. I'll be back next week. Say it. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening today. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, also hit the subscribe button whether you're watching on YouTube or not over at youtube.com slash Catholic. Not only do we have full-length shows over there where you can see us all react live with our silly little faces, but there's also talks and music and so much more over on the channel, youtube.com slash Catholic. Subscribe today. Share this episode with somebody that you think will enjoy it. I love you. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. Bye.